G'day and welcome to the Breaking Through Podcast. This is an episode where now people that have been listening for a while, um, I interview bands from all over Australia. I don't do it in person. I do it all online and different time zones and um, different everything. So like I get a bit screwed up. Now, Humble Omada, you guys are from Perth. That's correct. I think when we were trying to organize this, you were like, oh, it's, it'll be five our time and eight o'clock your time. And I was like, yep, cool, that works for me. But I don't live in Sydney, so I don't have like um, daylight savings time. So I live in Queensland. So you're only two hours behind me. Um, Ooh, and I didn't realize this till about 20 minutes ago. So the reason I'm wearing a, <laughs> so the reason I'm wearing a beanie in summer because I currently have wet hair because I remembered that in the shower. So when, <laughs> when, I, um, when I messaged you going, oh, are you, are you guys good to go? That wasn't a good to go for you. It was me making sure I'm getting the time zones right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I am in a bit of a rush. I do have wet hair, but we're still in the pod. And as we said before, Tom Amato, how are you going, team? Very good. Thanks for having us on. Really appreciate it. Um, now, you guys went through... I usually tell people to email me, but you guys just went straight through the sneaky DM. Straight into the DMs, yep. And I appreciate the sneaky DM if your music's good. <laughs> if it's not good, I'm not a fan and I probably won't reply. I don't reply to maybe 50% of them, but that's because I'm a busy man. Um, <laughs> but I applied to your one because um, I saw that it's an album's just released. Yeah, just came out um, like... Two, two weeks ago, two and a bit weeks ago. I thought I'd bring you guys on is because you're supporting, you supported old Mervs. And yeah, we did. Just spent the, uh, the, not last weekend, but the previous weekend with them around Victoria. It was super, super fun. Now, I love those boys a lot. And I thought it's, it just was very convenient of how you're supporting them. I'm very close with them. And then you message the pod. Is there any correlation there, or how'd you find us? I don't, I don't think there was a correlation there. I think we were talking about them, oh, about to them about like different, you know, kind of like media avenues, and the name probably came up. Yeah, little guilt. I think we might have seen your podcast with them. Little where, fucking guilt. Yeah, bloody moth and the crew. We um, That's, um, yeah, we watched that one. We yeah, that yeah. One, you um, saying you only reply to the good bands. You did take about a week to reply, I think. So, what was that all about? Mate, this isn't my full-time job. I don't get paid to do this shit. Um, I actually have a normal job and it's out in the sun all day and I am a very tired man all the time unless I have a few vodka Red Bulls in me. I don't have that most of the time. Um, So, mate, you're going to have to take a week late. I'm pretty sure there's some bands that I've just left there for like three months and then just get back to it. It's like, I, I, I love listening to music, but... Fuck me. There's a lot of bands that message the pod and I think that says more about the Australian music scene and what more could be done for um, upcoming bands and acts, but we won't get into that. Um, fuck you, dude. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Um, let's get into the album. The fresh feeling. I feel like it's a bit of a honeymoon phase when it's, you know, in those couple of weeks, months after it. How it has the reception been so far? Um, what you expected? Any feelings like that? Yeah, it's always um, it's always interesting, like coming up to a release because you know you're hoping for the best and you never want to keep your hopes up. But we've had like great responses and great like messages to us about it, and 
Yeah, unless you like, but it's hard to like hit the right algorithms and get like the good plays, especially with the album, because like not many people are really doing albums these days. Like most of the stuff is singles or EPs. Yeah, very TikTok uh, orientated. But um, no, nah, I think we we enjoyed putting out an album because you know kind of just shows what we can do. I guess it's if it's not a five track EP, I feel like you're out of the norm. Like every EP's. Yeah in yeah. that realm it's like one or two singles and then that so when it, whenever yeah. whenever bands told me they've got an album out I'll be like yeah cool that kind of puts you at the top of the um, close to the top of the um, request yeah. DMs yeah. Um, yeah. so this this was kind of and it's cool because like this was my first time hearing about you guys and I, I didn't listen to, I didn't look at any of the numbers I just went through the album first to last song which I haven't done yeah which I haven't done with a band, I don't think ever, as a first kind of, um, (laughs) as a first kind of listen. So it's an interesting experience for me. Um, Mm. And as someone that interviews musicians all the time, I just like, I didn't really have time to just sit there and like try and enjoy the music. It was like, all right, why is this there? Why is that there? But I tried. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First question I want to ask you about is um, September 24th. What I find interesting is that there's a single version and then an album version, but you put them both in the album or less um, like Spotify does, but they're like at completely different ends. Not many bands do that. I think the last time I saw a band do that was like 18 months ago and they didn't put the single version in the album. So like, what's the thought process there? Because you've essentially got two songs in like, (laughs) you're just taking up a spot. Like what's, what's the thought process? Um, no, I think we just I think we put the single version in to the album itself because I, I think the real reason was just like to get the aggregated like streams, for example, and mm-hmm. just so it was like all in the same because it was part of the same release and it kind of made sense to fit in there. Like even though it was the same song as like the opener, it was you know it's a part of that body of music that we were working on. So yeah, we just thought we'd put it in there as so it's got the you know it's all cohesive and you can find basically every song from that era of our band, you know, in one, in one release really. So yeah, I think that's why we included it. But, you know, I think looking back, like we, I don't know if we needed the single version or not. Like it was, it was cool to do. Like, for example, we're considering putting the album out on vinyl and like, we wouldn't put the single version on there. So it's a fair question to ask, like, why the hell are you doing on Spotify? But I don't know, just like the times we live in, maybe I'm not too sure. (laughs) I think vinyl, I think the best way you can listen to music's on vinyl. Um, Yeah, agreed. Like especially like kick ons at like five o'clock in the morning, just chuck some vinyl <laughs> on. That um that always goes down a treat. Um, I want to touch back on old Mervs for a second because it's always interesting to go on tour or support people that uh have had um had a breakout year or are about to have one. They just had one. Um, obviously getting the top two hundred. So like you basically just supported them when they're on their rise. Um, when you support bands like that. And, you know, you're kind of on a similar trajectory or trying to be. What's the things you look out for that you learn from boys, like just performing or how they like interact with fans or how pissed they get in the green room? Like, is there anything that kind of sticks out to you? Um, Yeah, good question. Um, We've we've known Old Mervs for ages now. Like a few of us went to school with them. And um, Matt and I actually did a few recordings with them back in the day. But... um, 
yeah, we're really fortunate to go on tour with them. We've played a few shows with them, but um, something we've learned from there. Yeah, they're, they're way more professional than I thought they would be for like like an Aussie surf rock band, for example. Like they take it super seriously, like when they're in the green room before and like they're having good chats and all that, but they're not getting too pissed and like they, they really like give a lot of time to the fans and care about like that community around their music. So yeah, I think something that I took from them was caring about more than just you and like I, I remember Henry saying like he believes that every show he does and his music they're all for the fans and like the end goal is to make you know them happy so I think that was a really cool thing that they have started to like embody in their music as they've gotten a lot bigger because I know like a lot of bands would do probably the opposite mm. it's um I think like I went to obviously we all had COVID well you guys didn't <laughs> but we were, I was in lockdown for ages so like when you don't get to go to gigs and then you go to gigs and doing this I go to gigs after I've podcasted people and um, you kind of see that the performance isn't just on stage for an hour it's the performance of when you rock up how you enter the venue how you interact with fans before how you interact with fans after so it's like word of mouth is still the most valuable thing when it comes to kind of I don't know creating a connection with ba- uh, with your audience because if you're a dick after the show who are they going to tell they're going to tell their mates they're not going to want to listen to your music so I think old Mervs do that really well um, Henry especially always super pissed after shows that I've seen um, just he's got to just stop handing out merch to everyone I think he's trying to he's got to he's got to get he's got to get money somehow it's, no, it's, uh, you get a shirt you get a shirt no fucking get money from him first Next song I want to touch on is um, Don't Get Why. Now, as you said before, your album's kind of like, it shows all the different errors from you guys in one album, right? In the last little bit. As someone that hadn't listened to your music before, that was there was a few <laughs> jumps from you know categories or sound and that type of stuff. But this one, the, the the feeling I got throughout the whole album was like psychedelic vibes a little bit, yeah, and then a, a lot heavier throughout other songs. Don't get why they were super fucking heavy, um, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that. But you guys, there's not many other bands that kind of have that vibe up and coming like if you look 20 years ago there's i'm pretty sure there's you know some 60 year old bands that are just playing at pubs doing that type of shit but not upcoming so i found that really interesting um where does inspiration come to kind of be have those um sounds throughout the album when you're not really doing anything that anyone else is kind of doing i think um yeah well like the music that binds us all together is like music lovers is probably psychedelic music like we're all into it in a different form or another and you know you can get like your really poppy psych music or you can get your like a lot darker like shoegaze i would still consider like psychedelic music so i think like the whole like you're right like the whole kind of underlying theme of the album is is psych stuff um but i think don't get why for example like incorporates i guess the more niche psych music that like we've listened to in the past um like we listened to the brian jonestown massacre a fair bit um i've been getting into as well as like the rest of the guys like a lot of slow dive and um like my my bloody valentine as well which has like really really drivey guitars and very gritty fuzzy kind of stuff so although like we have like this appreciation of pop music and i think everyone really does at 
some core level or another because I think Don't Get Why is like a pop song, but it just has like really fuzzy guitars. So I think that's where the different influences come in. I don't know if you guys have any. Definitely agree. <clears throat> and I feel like why, what Don't Get Why might stick out a little bit as well is some of the, the guitar work that we had on it. Like we had uh, a friend of a friend who's probably, his name. His name's Carvey. He was, how old was he? About, about 50. And so he's a real, real, like retro loves loves shredding so those uh that guitar solo that comes in on there which you know kind of sticks out from the rest of the album and like a lot of the guitar work on there that was we had him in for an afternoon to come in and just two do some legs as well. yeah yeah two broken legs while he's doing that and then yeah it gives some like real real vintage kind of like guitar solo on that which we thought was really cool <laughs> um, I love <laughs> just I can just imagine a bloke just shredding a guitar with two broken legs. Um, I don't know, like that so should have been the album cover. That would have been <laughs> that would have been real fucking. That would have stood out to everyone. You should have just sent me a picture of him, and I would have fucking got you. I don't know. Various character actually. He um he between recording, he had to kind of have a cigarette every five ten minutes as well. But like actually walking outside to have the cigarette, it it would be like a like a half an hour process of just kind of hobbling along so yeah he's a, he's a classic dude yeah of course he does yeah he had two fucking broken legs of course he needs <laughs> duh now with albums like this um you you probably just shouldn't ask bands or anything like that but what's the favorite child of of this album is there one that sticks out doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite but kind of means the most probably hidden angles something about it. it just feels so cool playing it and i just i don't know i just love it put a bass bend in there as well and i was really happy with that you don't see much of that yeah i feel like we all have like our own like separate favorites for one reason or i feel like for me i don't know if everyone else feels this way but like september 24 was the first one we recorded from from this like this album and from this whole kind of era of us as a band and like i really like what it represents like the shift that it, that it, that it kind of brought in and that it was the first one in a, in a, a much more different direction from what we've done uh, in the past. So yeah, I, was, I think about what, yeah, September 24 is probably like a favourite child for me yeah, because... Like the album kind of, you could say it like grew from that song and like the whole sound that we went for grew from that song, really. Now, I got you on for this week because um, if, I'd, <laughs> if I'd responded earlier, we would have gotten earlier in the tour. But... Um, all right, fuck yeah, I didn't. Um, but we're still getting the end of the tour. What's coming up this weekend? To is this the last weekend? This is the last weekend. Where yeah. are you playing? What's going Big on? Finale. Uh, we're playing at the Rosemount in Perth, so back in the hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we're really out of it that much. Um, and then down to Margaret River, playing at the river for our Life on Margs Fest, which kind of run on a yearly basis. Mm. So, so what, the the tours almost finished what are you gonna miss from touring the most i don't know it felt like coming home the other day it was just like oh god that was like that's all over like we've been waiting for that for so long and then it's just like over so quickly but i don't know just the life of just getting you on the road waking up in some like crappy airbnb after like very little sleep and just 
quietly packing up bags and hitting the road. <laughs> mm, very little sleep. It wouldn't have anything to do with drinking, that's for sure. Um, no, actually. Yeah, no. It's not. Plans for 2023. Um, obviously, this tour is just about finished. New album. Does that mean like back to the drawing board a little bit in terms of writing music and recording music or is there a different mindset going going forward? Yeah, good question. And um, yeah, it's definitely a real sobering feeling like coming to the end of the tour and already having the album out because yeah, some, you know, at points you can sometimes feel anticlimactic or whatnot. it's fucking March. <laughs> yeah, maybe that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing going on in March really. So <laughs> no, we don't really have a set plan for 2023 at the moment. I think... I think we're all kind of keen maybe to start like writing and, and writing collaboratively and keep honing in on our production skills and get like more and more like closer to like the sounds that we want to make off our music. So, but I don't think there's a set plan at all. And at the moment, I think we're just playing it by ear and seeing how, you know, this release and this tour pans out for us, like exposure wise. Mm, I'm, I'm sure some little sash gremlins would um, love to just get down to it at a festival with some psych vibes. Cause who is there right now? There's not really anyone. So I, I know the east. I know the east coast would be um, fiending for it. Byron Bay, mate, you could you could yeah. set a tent. You could set a tent up there and just be there for a year. Um, humble Amada, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Appreciate your time. Hope the rest of the tour goes well. And um, thanks for the reminder to check my DMs. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Thanks very much. To keep up to date with all things breaking through, make sure to check out our socials.